cosmetic surgery. It's one of the fastest growing and most innovative fields in medicine today. Doctors are constantly improving techniques and procedures to ensure the best possible results for their patients. On Cosmetic Surgery Today with Dr. Barry Allen Leica, you don't have to navigate this on your own. He'll guide you through what's new and what to look for, help set your expectations, and deliver everything you need to know in an easy-to-understand format, including how to market your business. Here's Dr. Leica. Dr. Schaffner is board-certified American Board Plastic Surgery Surgeon, the American Board of Facial Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery, and the American Board of Otolaryngology, which is head and neck surgery. Dr. Schaffner has been published in numerous peer-reviewed journals and textbooks. Dr. Schaffner has been interviewed by the New York Times, ABC's Good Morning America, CBS News, CBS's Telemundo, Fox News, Inside Edition, Pixis 11's Dr. Steve Show, and has been quoted in Newsweek, USA Today, and the New York Observer as an expert in his field. He is also a triple board certified plastic surgeon and double fellowship trained in New York City plastic and reconstructive surgery, who specializes in aesthetics plastic surgery. That makes him exceptionally qualified by, for patients who seek him out for around the world and in New York City. Thank you, Dr. Schaffner, for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about liposuction to begin with. This is still one of the top cosmetic surgery procedures in the world, is it not? It is, absolutely. So according to statistics in annual surveys, it is the single most popular cosmetic surgical procedure performed every single year for the past decade. Yeah, I think it probably goes into two decades. Surprisingly enough, I was looking back into my statistics for 2003 and it topped the list back then too. So it's been a long time that it's been up there. And what makes it so popular in this day and age? Well, I think that people want to look thin, fit, trim. And uh, despite some people's best efforts with diet and exercise optimization, they still have stubborn areas of fat that are difficult to get rid of. And they want to help improve their shape and contour for some uh, that they haven't quite been able to optimize their diet and exercise regimens, but they view this as a way to kickstart that optimization. And I want to emphasize, as you do too, that this is not a weight loss procedure, is it not? That is absolutely correct. And that's why I was saying before, it's a shaping, contouring, and sculpting procedure. It is not a weight loss procedure. Excellent. That's what I wanted to make sure. Uh, do you do the tumescent liposuction procedure, Dr. Schaffner? Yes, I do. So we use tumescent, uh, saline-assisted. We also use power-assisted, energy-assisted uh, for our liposuction. Yeah, and that's the big trends that I think it came out at, over the years. Uh, back in the early 2000s, tumescent liposuction became available, and I think that shifted the corner into safety, did it not? Absolutely. So what that does is it minimizes bruising and swelling, blood loss and downtime. Uh, and then with further advances in technology, we're even able to do better. How long can a person be expect to be down with this typical liposuction procedure in this day and age? Well, my patients walk out of the office uh, on their own two feet. They are sore in the first few days afterwards. They may have a little bit of drainage. They will have some bruising. They will have some swelling but they can go back to a desk job 
within two to three days in most cases in an office setting or the next day from their home in their bed as uh, some people are working from right now, especially with COVID. Uh, it's just that uh, they need to recognize they're gonna be a little more tired uh, and need a little bit more rest uh, just as they recover. And that is a far cry from the procedure that used to be done 30 years ago, Adam, where people needed blood transfusions and whatnot. This is not the case now in, in the year 2021. I would agree with you. I've never had to deliver or order a blood transfusion in a patient of mine uh, for liposuction. So again, this is not totally risk-free, but is much less risky than it used to be. Completely agree. There's risk associated with everything that we do in life, whether it's getting onto an airplane or going for a walk in the park. Uh, bad things can happen, unfortunately. Uh, but going to a, a properly trained surgeon who's board certified, uh, by the American Board of Plastic Surgery uh, or equivalent body uh, in, in other countries uh, or other appropriate boards uh, as may be applicable uh, and has hospital privileges for liposuction, operates out of an accredited facility. Uh, if being done under anesthesia, uh, uses a board certified anesthesiologist. Uh, those are gonna be key and critical components uh, to ensure and maximize safety. Who is the ideal candidate for liposuction surgery, Adam? Someone who has localized fat deposits, uh, who has optimal diet and exercise regimens and uh, appropriate body mass index and good overall health, uh, who's not a smoker uh, and who understands the potential benefits and the risks of it uh, and doesn't have expectations that it's gonna be a massive weight loss procedure or that it's gonna remove visceral fat or that it's gonna remove extra skin or repair a belly button hernia or repair tummy muscles. So, you know, there has to be a, appropriate expectations uh, for them. Exactly. So I, I think that's what makes liposuction so popular in this day and age. It's a reasonable procedure for people with reasonable expectations. Absolutely agree. Okay, let's turn the corner into something that you like to specialize in, and that's a horrendoplasty. What is a horrendoplasty, Dr. Schaffner? Well, you know, it depends on who you ask. Uh, I think probably what you're referring to is revisional surgery. Uh, people who have had uh, previous plastic surgery uh, and desire to have it improved. Uh, the term that's been taken hold, uh, especially here in the United States, is botched. Uh, there's even a TV show featuring uh, two plastic surgeons, one body plastic, one facial plastic uh, in focus. And uh, they try to repair problems that have been uh, caused or associated with plastic surgery in the past. Uh, and so I do enjoy helping those patients uh, where possible because of the fact that we're able to bring them from a place of great uh, emotional pain uh, and turmoil and uh, bring them to the other side where they feel like they can be functional, move on with their lives and, and have confidence restored. Yeah. And I think this is the important thing that this takes an extra level of skill and an extra level of expertise over a regular procedure. I would absolutely agree. It is much more challenging to do a, a revision uh, surgery than it is to do a, what we would call a primary meaning someone who has not had previous plastic surgery in that area. And why is that, Adam? Scar tissue that's present, which makes the tissue planes more difficult to manipulate. That makes it so that it is more challenging to 
realign tissues, more challenging to remove fat. Uh, oftentimes there's a loss of anatomic landmarks, meaning the structural landmarks, things aren't where they're supposed to be. Uh, so sometimes it's not just about uh, revision, it's also about reconstruction and using a lot of the reconstructive principles that we have in the cosmetic uh, uh, patient. Also, the blood supply to those areas is not regularly as good, plus the fact that the tissue might not be able to take the changes that you want to do to it. Is that not right? That is absolutely correct. That's what I was referring to when I said scar tissue. That's exactly what I was referring to. And what is scar tissue, Adam, for the lay listener out there? It's the body's way of healing after a trauma. Uh, someone may think about a cut that they had or a wound that was left open uh, and then it healed from the inside out or from the sides towards the center. The tissue doesn't look the same, feel the same or behave the same, but eventually that whole, so, so to speak, heals. Uh, the scar tissue is the tissue that the body forms in response to that wound healing. Is there an optimal time for reconstructive surgery to be done in terms of when the original surgery was done? I would recommend waiting at least six months, preferably a year, to allow uh, the blood supply to be restored to as much as possible and to let the scar tissue soften as much as possible. Yeah, so let's go through the phases of healing so people understand them. So certainly, uh, what, if they have a wound, can let the wound heal by what's called secondary intention, meaning that they let the wound heal from the outside in, uh, from the sides to, towards the center, and from the bottom up. Uh, you can do a primary closure where you go ahead and bring the two edges of the wound together. Sometimes the wound is too large uh, and the tissues are not stretchable enough to be able to allow that to happen. You can do an adjacent tissue transfer where you're rotating or advancing tissue from one area to the next leaving it attached at one portion, uh, or alternatively, you can rotate in a flap, which is where you're bringing in a large volume of tissue, sometimes from another part of the body, and then connecting that artery and vein and sometimes nerve uh, to uh, that artery vein and the nerve if applicable in that area. So what qualification should a, a patient be looking for in a person that does this advanced type of reconstructive surgery? In addition to the credentials we've already discussed, it's really a matter of talking to the doctor, asking that doctor how often they do that kind of specific surgery, uh, and then looking for a before and after results uh, that the doctor has available to view of such surgeries, uh, and then potentially speaking with patients and looking at the reviews uh, from such patients who have had that type of procedure. I think this is one where the buyer really has to have their eyes wide open and have to really be aware even more so than just with regular surgery, because with regular surgery, a lot of doctors can do it. And this only a special group of ELITE can do it. Uh, I would agree that, uh, you know, it does take a lot of experience, uh, hence the gray hair and receding hairline uh, that uh, I didn't have much of 15 years ago. So uh, I, I traded uh, uh, both of those for a lot more uh, experience uh, and judgment uh, that, uh, that you can only get by doing things. Exactly. And, and you know, experience is one of the greatest teachers, uh, doing it and learning and, and learning along the way uh, and getting good results along the way and always pushing yourself to better results. How do you push yourself to better results, Adam, all the time? I analyze each and every case. We take before photos and after photos. Goal is always to have a happy patient. Um, 
no one is perfect, nothing is perfect. Uh, and so we always see, even if it's just the slightest improvement that we can make, uh, that sometimes the patient may not even notice it, but something that I as the doctor may notice uh, to try to always you know, get to the next level and see how can we make the experience better, the recovery better, the surgery better, the result better. And the other thing I know about you, Adam, is you're constantly learning. You're constantly going to new seminars. You're constantly talking to your colleagues. You're constantly mentoring your colleagues and getting feedback from them as well. That is true. Uh, I do uh, work at two academic institutions on a voluntary basis, uh, working with medical students, interns, residents, fellows. I enjoy teaching. Uh, and certainly I get to learn from them by the level of inquisitiveness uh, and asking when them asking me questions. Uh, and then, yes, we do oftentimes collaborate with colleagues uh, and do present at conferences. Uh, but when I present as a thought leader, a key opinion leader, uh, not only am I teaching, but I'm also learning from my colleagues as well. Yeah, I think that's very important. And all this is on the basis of trying to be the best at doing these things and to help your clients, is it not? It is. So, you know, when people say, oh, you're the best plastic surgeon, I say to them, what's the best restaurant in New York City? So, you know, there is no one singular best restaurant. uh, And I don't think there's one singular best plastic surgeon. Uh, I think there's a lot of very good, hardworking, uh, intelligent, well-trained plastic surgeons uh, throughout the world. Uh, And certainly we have a number of them here in the New York City area. Uh, I'm, you know, proud uh, that my colleagues have uh, honored me as uh, one of them is recognized by you know, super doctors and Castle Conley uh, selection and others uh, where peers have uh, been, you know, nominated uh, your, your colleagues that basically they're asked one question. Uh, if your family member needed a doctor in this specialty, who would you trust? Um, and so that, that means a lot. So, uh, you know, all I can say is you come to work every day, you try your hardest uh, you treat every patient like they were a member of your family. And, uh, and I think that you get good results. Yeah. So Adam, how can people get in touch with you if they would like to? You can go ahead and call our office here in New York City. We're at 212-688-6600. Or they can go online at Dr. Schaffner. That's D-R-S-C-H-A-F-F-N-E-R.com. Excellent, Adam. Thank you very much for giving your time today. I look forward to hearing from you again. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for joining us today on Cosmetic Surgery Today. It's a beautiful day to explore your options, and we know you'll want to grab your free copy of Dr. Leica's book, Shaping a New Image. All you have to do is drop an email to Tammy at Leica.ca. That's T-A-M-I at Leica, L-Y-C-K-A, dot ca tammy at leica dot ca and we'll get you a digital copy of this fantastic book chock full of information see you next week on cosmetic surgery today